You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. The van damage continues as we talk about Cyborg this week on 80s Revisited, as well as some video game-related stuff like Horizon Zero Dawn and Assassin's Creed The Movie. And also, this uh, Cyborg came out April 7th, 1989, to date it. You might have been listening to The Look by Roxette. It was number one at the time. And also, The Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie was a bestseller, and he had a jihad put on him because of it. All that and more this week on 80s Revisited. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. If you can hold them, they'll live. It's okay, JC. It's okay. We're back. We're back. We're... I know it's not your favorite movie we're talking about, but uh, we're just going to talk about it. We'll get through it together here at 80s Revisited, talking about Cyborg. I'm mm. your host, Trey Harris. And with me, as always, my constant, threatening, menacing pursuer with gorgeous eyes, Jesse Sedgley. Ah, yes, I am. <laughs> Cookie <laughs> Monster. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Week three. Everybody of... else is screaming, why can't I? Everybody! Oh, God. Let out your primal scream in your car. <laughs> and down the well they go. <laughs> yes, Cyborg, week three of JCVD month. The damn best month of the year here at 80s Revisited. Yeah, uh, Cyborg, about that one. Uh, April 7th, 1989. <laughs> IMDb gives it a five. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 14%. Ooh, Audience generous. doubles that and adds a couple with 30%. Ah. So, uh... Yeah, uh, not good marks at all no. for this film. No, no, no. no. Uh, budget five hundred thousand dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> open for three point one. So hey, it was a success. However, open for three point one. That was only good enough to be the number fourth highest grossing movie for opening weekend. It was beaten by a much better film. Sorry, JCVD, but number one was Major League. Mm. Arguably the best sports film. One of the best sports films ever made, my opinion. But we'll get to that one later in baseball day at 80s Revisited because baseball right. sucks. Except for Major League. <laughs> one in, both of them. I like both of them. But anyway, uh, domestically, Cyborg grossed 10.1. Worldwide, roughly about 12 million. It was directed by Albert Pien. Uh Most notably, he did the 1990 version of Captain America, which a uh, quick aside about that. <laughs> I remember when... My local video store got it. They got one copy of it, and it was one of those, like, young Einstein had to come back every day. Is it in? Is it in? Finally got it. So excited to take it home and watch it. And as a kid, I loved it. <laughs> that one time I saw it, and <laughs> I've never seen it since. But I've seen the pictures, and I'm like, yeah. But, hey, that's what passed for a comic book movie at the time. How far we've come. Wow. Yeah, but uh, same director as this uh, monstrosity. Well, he directed uh, the sequel to next week's movie. He sure did. And not just a sequel. He directed two sequels to yeah, next week's movie. Part two and four. But more about that next week. Yeah. Uh, it was also written by this dude under a pseudonym of Kitty Chalmers. <laughs> For whatever reason, he wanted to be some weird... A female? Yeah, I guess. I guess? <laughs> not, th- not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But that's just an odd choice of name. Kitty. 
Kitty Probably. Chalmers. There needs to be more female writers out there. <laughs> I think I'll this, be one. And I'll give them credit for this film, because it's about a strong female cyborg that constantly has to be rescued by a very masculine, sexy man. A, sh- a strong, oh, uh, beautiful yeah. female cyborg. <laughs> and, of course, starring the one, the only, JCVD as Gibson Rickenbacker. Pay attention to these names. There will be a quiz. Of course, if you don't know who JCVD is... Why you're listening to this third episode in our JCVD month. Because they like to. Because you should already know that he's within a hard target, double team, double impact, time cop, street fighter, etc., etc. Right. The list goes on and on. Uh, speaking of lovely cyborgs, Deborah Richter was Naughty Simmons. Uh, she was mainly in, uh, she was a regular on Hill Street Blues. Uh, as, and then she went on to do Fully Exposed, Fully News. Mm. Several episodes of that. Didn't look that up because I don't have the time. Perfectly honest. Interesting. Uh, and then Vincent Klin, such great names, real and fake, uh, was Fender Tremolo. He was also in Kickboxer 2, Point Break, Double Dragon, and an episode of the criminally underrated Briscoe County Jr., starring none other than Bruce Campbell. Mm. Uh, Alex Daniels was Marshall Strat. Do you see the coincidence? Do you see the, what these names are, Jesse? I'm sure you do. Uh, he was also in Starman, Batman and Robin. Uh, he mainly did stunts, most recently in Godzilla. <laughs> And Sphere. Uh, Dale Haddon was Pearl Prophet. Uh, pretty much only everything she ever did was Bullets Over Broadway. Uh, and Ralph Moeller was Brick Bardo. He was in Gladiator, Scorpion King, and Universal Soldier, a 90s Van Damme film, which will not be discussed on the podcast because it's 80s revisited. I do see the names, but why the fuck? More on that in the <laughs> trivia section. All right. So just remember these horrible character names. Do you have it yet, dear listener? <laughs> If not, stick around. <laughs> Compare your answers at the end. But uh, yeah, Jesse, had you ever seen this movie, unfortunately, until a few days ago where you watched it? No. This was Thanks my... a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this was my third time to see this movie when I watched it. Uh, like I said before, where me and Autumn had... My wife Autumn had a... It was a rainy evening in Baton Rouge, so we had a van... We stayed inside on a Friday night and watched four Van Damme movies, and as it turns out, we're covering them all this month on the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that was the third time I'd ever seen this movie. Uh, watching the dummy shot. <laughs> so bad. But, it's also the direction. It looks like she punches him so freaking hard he goes flying 20 feet to the left. Exactly. There's, there's, <laughs> in case you haven't picked up on it yet, we don't like this movie <laughs> at all. No, no, I love it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's your we opinion. Like it. That's we your opinion. It. You're entitled to it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and. You know, this is saying a lot for me to say I don't like this movie, because I love Street Fighter. Love it. But there's so much good in Street Fighter to balance the bad. Right. In this film, there is nothing. Sorry, right. JCVD. You you would go on to do so many better movies, mm-hmm. but this is not one that would ever be should ever be on your top ten list. However, our good friend Perry, this is his favorite Van Damme movie. Kidding. No. I wish I was, because every time he brings it up, I'm like, seriously. <laughs> You have seen any other why. Van Damme movie, right? <laughs> Talk to him next time. He's seen why that Cyborg's his favorite. But uh, yeah, uh, as a kid, when I first saw this film, I just thought it was a cool movie. The cover always looked cool. It's Van Damme shirtless holding a shotgun with this, with all the thugs walking menacingly underneath. That's not the cover on IMDb. That's the you know the home. That's the DVD cover. Uh. That's the, there it is. There's the theatrical cover. So as a kid, as you can see, way cooler looking. Uh, at least to a young person. As an adult now, that's... Photoshop, I don't even think it was around then, but it's still a bad <laughs> cutout job. 
But anyway, so uh, the, f- the first time I saw this movie, I didn't have a bad opinion of it because 1989, there was better and there was worse right? Uh, at the time, of course. And, you know, who's this Van Damme guy? You know, Bloodsport released just a couple... Uh, I don't have the date. Go to Bloodsport. That was like... What was that? 86? Or was that 87? Um, it was definitely before this. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was like right before. Bloodsport was 88. Yeah, a year before, which is also pretty much why they got Van Damme for this because... Again, we talked about last week, Bloodsport, an important film for him, and martial arts cinema in America as well. Put him on the map. That's why we see him in Cyborg, and that's also why he remakes Bloodsport at least three times in his career. Under different names. Tune in Mm. next week for that story. Mm. Uh, Or just watch Kickbox. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so yeah, upon first viewing as a kid, you know, yeah, wow, this is cool. And of course it was TBS. So there were some decent amounts of it cut out. Story didn't make sense to me then, but it was just watching an action movie that I knew was a rated R movie at the time, and I thought it was great. Uh, or cool, you know. I didn't have a bad memory of it. And then I think the next time I watched it before this previous time was when our good friend Perry said it was his favorite Van Damme. And I was like, God, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Let me watch it again. And yeah, then, like I said, every time he ever brings it up, <laughs> how is this your favorite Van Damme movie? But he always references the part we opened with, the scream part. He says it's just so funny. Oh, but a good, a good, stupid, bad scream does not a good JCVD movie make, no. in my opinion. But uh, And then, again, watching it this past time cemented it forever in my heart as quite possibly the worst Van Damme movie. But, Jesse, what are your thoughts on it? They should have skipped the first 15 minutes. They should have skipped the whole damn movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first 15 minutes, I was just like, what is this? It's, Especially it, the cyborg. It's, um, ugh, it's just bad. There's there's nothing good in this film. Like, I can watch a bad... Like, we can watch Deadly Prey, as we've covered on the podcast. Yeah. And is it good? No. But it's so bad, it is damn good. There's stuff to appreciate in it. There's nothing... For me personally, sorry to any of the three cyborg fans out there... There's nothing to appreciate in this film to me. And, and believe me, we all like bad movies. There's always a bad movie some of us like. I can't find anything good to say about this film. The set decorator did a pretty good job. Really? Unfortunately, he had to fight costumes. Oh. But <laughs> Well, more on that in just a minute. Uh, so look at the background. That's all right. I can uh, deal with that. I mean, Grant, now, had you had a good director who and a good script, you could have made something with what they have. Yeah. Which... Keep that in mind when we talk, we're about to talk about on the trivia what they had and yeah. why they had what they had, which still, this is what they ended up with. They couldn't find one person talented enough to do something with all this, all these tools at their disposal. Mm-hmm. That's so bad. <laughs> I, just, I, knew, I knew it was going to be a shit show whenever the credits were just over that red mist for oh, yeah. like forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> runtime. John Carver always says, that. you always open it over black as to the runtime. Very At least give me, like, shots of the city or something. Yeah, I mean, you, have, you obviously have the set. You can show something. Yeah, not you know, a good slow director motion would. fog. Yeah, <laughs> and let's throw a red filter red. over it because that means something. Oh, but, yeah, uh, and the bad music. Give me a good soundtrack. Just some, give, me, give me one good thing to say that that wasn't so bad. Yeah. But but the ugh. soundtrack was stood out so badly. I mean, it was that time where people thought, oh, this synthesizer sounds just like the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's so uh, there's there's nothing good to say about this film. So if you if you if you like this film, let us know. Tweet us at Eighties Revisited or send us an email at gmail.com. But uh, I'd, I'd like to know why. Just tell me why. Eighties Revisited at gmail.com. Correct. 
uh, let help educate me as to why you like this film over a hard target, a time cop, a blood sport, no, anything no. else that Van Damme's repertoire. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad we're on the same page with this, Jesse. I, I, I didn't assume we wouldn't be. Right. But, you know, it's always good to hear people confirm your beliefs <laughs> in anything. Yeah, everyone did a terrible job, except maybe the set director. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see any problems with the set. Um, unfortunately, I have to say that because there's not much else to look yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, if you, again, if you, <laughs> and that's, that, that says a lot for a film because just we've made movies. Right. And, you know, we've seen good, you know, so we know what goes into that. We, you know, and any, anybody out there, most people out there appreciate something like that. Right, it's somebody's I mean, job. I mean, let's, like, for example, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Lone Survivor. I hate that movie, but Ben Foster was great in it. I can find something good in it. Uh, you know, I can, you're just usually in a bad movie, even if I don't like it, I can say there's something good about it. Uh, Suicide Squad, uh, costume and makeup, because it won the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it did. You know, it did look had a cool look to it. You know, I mean, there's usually something at least you can salvage from a film. Can't say that with Cyborg at all. It's like a Xanadu. There's nothing. Well, no, we had Olivia Newton-John to look at in that film, so this has nothing. There's nothing here for me. Nothing at all. All these yeah. people, aside from JCVD, should have just given up. And actually, most right. of them did. And he was the. Uh, of course, he was. He did it okay with what he had. I mean, and again, this is his second lead as a as a actor. This is st- like Bloodsport is. They got him for dirt cheap because, again, this is uh, go to the actual date of Bloodsport. This was April seventh, eighty nine. Uh, and Bloodsport came out in eighty eight. I can't remember the date, but I mean, this is right before he becomes like, oh, you're, I'm going to make a shit ton of money to get me in a movie. So this was like right. They got him at the right time before they would not have been able to afford him. So yeah. Yeah, I'm still getting up that. Oh, no problem. But I mean, it, it, I just was curious the exact time frame, but that's uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, as you're about to find out, there was a lot of terrible things. Uh, April 29th, so a l- little less than a year, literally just a few weeks shy of a year yeah. from release. So, I mean, they got it. And of course, this is that's when it released. That means as Bloodsport was probably actually literally released, he was in, probably got signed to do this film and... That's how they got away with it for a $500,000 budget. Yeah. So, but once you hear some of this behind the scenes stuff, in my opinion, it does excuse the final product. And we'll get into that right now. Uh, We talked before on uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, how uh, Van Damme got sued after the movie. Excuse me. In fact, you'll kind of see that's a running thing with pretty much almost every film we're going to talk about. At least his early stuff, where Van Damme gets sued for some reason. Of course, last week was because the real lying ass Frank Dukes sued him for making the quest, which it is Bloodsport. <laughs> but <laughs> Frank Dukes didn't write Bloodsport. So, anyway, listen to that episode for that. But uh, Van Damme accidentally wounded Jackson Rock Pickney's eye during the scene where they fight with swords, causing him to permanently lose vision out of that eye. Took Van Damme to court, winning a settlement of $485,000, almost mm. the budget of this movie. Sorry, I'm going to make a vibration when I tap the table. Uh, and the scene where he lost his eye supposedly is actually in the final cut of the movie. I didn't. Want, I read that after I watched it. I wasn't going back to watch one frame of this film. I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody pays me. You know, right. I'm not saying <laughs> right offers on the table. Margot Robbie wants to take me on a date to see the movie. I'm all about it. Autumn would approve. I'd make her. I'd get her blessing first. Like, I love my eh, wife. Can we see something else? It's for the podcast, baby. We got to do it. 
But if it's Cyborg, believe me, I won't be watching the screen. Right. But that's just me. Now, okay, here we go. In a lot of people call this film Masters of the Universe 2 Cyborg. And there's a reason for that. Uh, it was conceit because this canon films, uh, Robocop, the original Masters of the Universe. There's a great documentary. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix about canon films, how they were making just cheap films super fast and making money with them hand over fist. And they had some big blowout hits. This film was the last official theatrical release for canon films before they went bankrupt in 87. Uh, and that's why you don't, you don't see them anymore. But uh, I don't remember the name of the documentary, but just Google it. You'll find it. It's, it's really fantastic. And it's got some clips for some, from some great movies. Mm. <laughs> there was a couple in there I went and actually, because of the clip, it looked so bad, I went and uh, found them and watched them. Right. And they, <laughs> they were as bad as they looked. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, uh, they intended to make a sequel to Masters of the Universe in 87. And also, Canon Films was the studio that was behind the original James Cameron version of Spider-Man, which never happened either, obviously. Hmm. I've told before on the podcast, me and my friend Jason, my best friend, uh, back in the old Marvel Comics uh, bullpen little segment in their comics, where you know it was the editor-in-chief writing, mm-hmm. there was, like years and years ago, when we were collecting comics, countdown to Spider-Man, the motion picture, like 700 days or something like that, like to where we, we were like, oh shit, James Cameron's doing Spider-Man, it's real, it's actually happening, 700 days, we're going to be watching Spider-Man. Of course, it was more like 30, 3,400 days before right, we right. watched Spider-Man. But, it wasn't you know, James Cameron. Yeah. Sam Raimi, though. Like, I mean, the first <laughs> the first two, and I'll defend three, like, I, that series, for that series, okay, that ended it. Yeah. You know, was it the best one? No. I think it was better than the fucking Andrew Garfield ones, but that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> Those days are done, though. Yeah, thankfully. And based on Civil War, I like Tom Holland. So, and the trailer for the new one. Michael Keaton as yeah, villain. Yeah. I'm sold on that. Hero's only as good as his villain. I know they got a good villain, so we'll yeah, see. It's part of the MCU. I mean, yeah. They get it right. Yeah. They have the formula, as we've seen yeah. every single time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah. That's why if you, the look of this film... But anyway, oh, hold on, wait. Uh, the actual storyline for Masters of the Universe 2... Let me see. I have it on here somewhere. Where is it? So I can make sure I get it correct for you guys. Actually, maybe I didn't put it on here. But basically, He-Man would come to Earth in Beastmaster 2 fashion. And Earth's post-apocalyptic, a Skeletor came back to Earth and took it over. Hmm. So that's why it would have been... Masters of the Universe 2 would have taken place on a post-apocalyptic Earth and not Eternia. Bad, big mistake right there because they went to Earth in the first one to save money because they couldn't build the sets they needed. Except that <laughs> throne room set, which we talked about Master of the Universe on the podcast before. Mm. So go listen to that episode uh, if you want to hear more about that actual film. But anyway, both projects... Okay, uh, the film was conceived to use the costume and sets built both for Master of the Universe 2 and Spider-Man. Uh, obviously, both pro- projects... Well, originally, they were supposed to be shot simultaneously by our pun, pian, whatever... Uh, after Cameron backed out. so But Canon Films, after they went into financial troubles, they had to recoup the money spent on both projects. So he wrote Cyborg from two other previous scripts. And this ties into the names of these characters. One of the scripts was called Johnny Guitar. <laughs> so uh, Gibson, yeah. Rickenbacker, Fender, Tremolo, Marshall Strat. Mm-hmm. You get the picture. Prophet, yeah, yeah, Pearl. You know, so that's where the names came from. And the other Jeez. script was Alex Rain. Whatever. Some network television channels actually still give the film's title as Master of the Universe 2 Cyborg, which confuses many into thinking that a sequel to the film was actually made. It wasn't. 
if it was, <laughs> this is like the worst yeah. possible outcome. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so what you're seeing, you're seeing costumes and sets that would have been from a Spider-Man film. And Masters Sometimes of the Universe you see them multiple times, the same exact clip in the movie. Oh yeah, it's one of those. It's you. It, it, uh, I hate that when that freaking happens. flashback, like where they you know go over to the bed and show yeah. the guys in the window. Why use the exact same shot? Yeah, twice? just just use different takes. Do something. Do I, something different. Ugh, or don't flashback to that. So much. That's a, such a pet peeve of mine. But whenever that popped up on the screen, I was like, "Did I just rewind it or something? Did mm-hmm. I click on it or something?" It's nope. It I, that's such that's an amateur bad. That's just bad filmmaking. Oh, so bad. Bad film. And it, uh, let me phrase it: that is cheap filmmaking. Sci-Fi Channel, Skeleton Man. Watch that one. There's about ten shots in it they use over and over again. Except <laughs> that movie is so bad, it's fantastic. Michael Rooker, Casper Van Dien. That's the modern pick of the week. Skeleton Man. Find it. Watch it. It's so. So fucking bad. It's terrible, but it's so funny. But anyway, back to this monstrosity of a film. Uh, it was heavily cut to earn an R rating rather than an X, uh, which, of course, I'm sure nowadays that wouldn't matter. Uh, among the scenes that didn't make it to the film, there's a slit throat in the beginning, a good deal of blood in the village massacre, if you want to call it a massacre. Uh, in the first warehouse fight, Van Damme is just fighting one guy, and then suddenly he's not fighting anyone anymore. Uh, right before the girl throws the villain down the big pit, which we were watching, Jesse, <laughs> that one villain just vanishes. Uh, so his death scene was likely cut because it was too gruesome. Oh, sure. So we'll never know. Uh, but the budget, including Van Damme's salary, like I mentioned, was half a million. But two million had already been spent on the production, design, costumes, and miscellaneous prep work of the aborted Master of the Universe 2 and Spider-Man. So the, technically the budget's 2.5 million. And <laughs> it makes it even sadder. When you know that you praise the set decorating, well, that's two million dollars from two different projects. Right. So that's why. That's where the that's that's literally where the money went in this film. Oh man! And the five hundred thousand was that had to just be for actor salaries. I would imagine a good chunk of that was Van Damme, and, and everybody else got yeah. True. Yeah. Everybody else got scale for nineteen eighty nine for Canon Films. So Jeez. yeah, uh, this may this. That's always funny. The, it made me laugh when I was watching it, but the gun used by, I'm going to use his movie name and not JCVD because it's just so funny, Gibson Rickenbacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were paintball guns. I'm sure you noticed, Jesse. The exact model is a Tippmann yes. SMG-60, and it's important because to reload it, he unscrews the CO2 canister, grabs another one, and screws it back in to simulate wow. reloading. <laughs> and remember, everybody, notice. from last week, when I say something like reloading like that, right. it's because I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> They couldn't use airsoft. That actually looks like real guns. I don't know. I don't, airsoft back then was probably those ones yeah. we talked about before, the black and orange shotguns with orange uh, yellow pellets from Walmart. I did notice the barrel was exceptionally huge. Yeah. So. It's, so, I it's didn't notice the uh, air thing. I probably wasn't staring at the screen at the well, time. Well, it's easy to miss because your mind wanders a lot when you're yeah. watching this film. Uh, one thing, uh, an exact uh, takeaway from, bless you, uh, the original Master of the Universe, the... Uh, the chainmail and forearm guards worn by Fender in the film, that's the main villain, that's the exact pieces from Blade from Masters of the Universe, oh the sword-wielding bald guy. Not Wesley Snipes. Right. The superior Blade, now and forever, <laughs> which bring him into the MCU somehow. Yeah, Like, yeah. I mean, the Defenders somehow, like, why not, why, re, why would you recast that? My opinion. Yeah. I mean, because b- before Iron Man and all this MCU... Blade One, Blade Two. That's what we had. Yeah, and they were still to this day hold up. I might, especially one. The effects look 
way dated. Two is, thank you, Guillermo del Toro. Two is still phenomenal, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, you know, so get Snipes back in that Blade role. Don't, I mean, of course they're going to recast it because it's Disney. But uh, They went young. I'm sure. Which is why, even though Charlize is doing this amazing Jane Wick atomic blonde film, proving that she's an action star, as she did in Mad Max, and she has before, that she has range, even though she's a bit older, they still cast Brie Larson, a younger actress for Captain Marvel. Should have been Charlize. Not complaining about Brie Larson. She's fantastic. Mm. But my, I wanted Charlize to have that maturity. Not that Brie Larson isn't mature. Just saying. <laughs> uh, you know, that screen presence, which I think she would have needed because the character needs that because Captain Marvel's one of my favorite comic book characters. Mm. Anyway, back to this monstrosity again. Trying to wrap it up. Trying to get through this because as I was watching it myself, I'm like, uh, I just want to look at my phone <laughs> and not the film anymore. But anyway, uh, a test screening was made which ended in a disaster where from 100 people surveyed, only one person liked the film, oh which is pretty God. representative of the score. On and Monday his name Tomatoes. was Perry. <laughs> or Jean-Claude. <laughs> or Claude Jean Damn Van yeah. was the name listed on the survey card. <laughs> so the producers tried to convince Van Damme to allow them to release the movie anyway as it was. Instead, mm-hmm. Van Damme convinced both producers to let him edit the film as he'd done previously with Bloodsport and asked him for two months after which Cyborg was finally released. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, because it's... It still turned out the way it did. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's nothing here, as we talked about before. But of course, as we mentioned, after the success of Bloodsport, Canon Films often Van Damme the lead in Delta Force 2, The Columbian Connection, and American Ninja 3, Blood Hunt, or Cyborg. So we know what happened. He picked this one. And honestly, reading the titles, that's the one to go with, at least based on the title alone. <laughs> and later, Van Damme has admitted, quote... I didn't like the film so much. <laughs> and he would be correct. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the script was written, actually written originally uh, with the idea of Chuck Norris playing the lead. And strangely enough, two sequels to this film. The second one, Cyborg 2, Glass Shadow, starred Angelina Jolie and Jack Palance. Haven't seen it. Don't want to see it. <laughs> Part three, The Recycler, which makes me think of The Office, with Dwight where he had Recyclatron or whatever. <laughs> So I just that movie would have been better. Uh, this is this this is the guy. Yeah. Who's, this is the fight scene on the catwalk with supposedly poked the dude's eye out. Uh, but Cyborg Three, gun, the Recycler, huh? uh, starred Gremlins own Zach Galligan and Malcolm McDowell, who has a, a history of being in bad movies. I guess he's he's just one of those actors like I get paid, I'll do it, and that's what it is. Yeah, I don't see where. Yeah, we're yeah. watching that scene, but... He's not even, like, using the knife after those first hits, and then yeah, he kills not... him right here pretty much, I think, so... Anyway. Well, he didn't even hit his face. It's all about the kicks! Or maybe it's... I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. <sighs> Let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah. I feel like being a brave heart. Let's get it over with. <laughs> but anyway, split count for this film. Jesse, you watched it. Do you remember how many splits? Uh, Zero? Just one. Oh, just one? Huge departure from last week with Bloodsport with seven splits, only one, and it's where he's. Actually, I'll give you that. Here's my one praise. I like the shot where he's doing the split above the guy, and it pans out. The dude's walking in the sewer, pans out, oh. and he's doing the split above him. That one okay, shot's okay. decent, you know. And then he drops down, you know, secret uh, stealth attack from a modern video game like an Assassin's Creed or something. I hate that first person shot. <laughs> this would be so bad, God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Sorry, guys. If, again, if you're a fan, let us know. Tell me what I'm missing here. Because if you listen to the podcast, you know I like bad movies. So 
help me educate me as to why <laughs> what there could possibly be good in this. Uh, score wise, uh, split counts of one. I give the score a three. I'll so, go there with you. And the only reason I get it, it gets a three because it's got Van Damme in it. So I give it a three for the sets. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, in, in my heart of hearts, and Van give Van Damme a lower than a three, even yeah. though this movie is, it honestly deserves a one. It deserves a one for the split count. My real score is a one, but I amend that to a three, because JCVD. <laughs> so, there we go. But anyway, back to the Ugh. future this week. We made it. We got through Cyborg. Thank God. Uh, actually, before we do Back to the Future, JCVD Facts Part 3. Uh, just a couple this week. Uh, in the mid-90s, uh, we all know Van Damme had his... Uh, personal problems, including a constant, excuse me, this, according to him, the stress of the constant filming and promotion of his films, uh, he had developed quite the cocaine habit uh, in the mid-90s, in which he spent up to $10,000 a week, consuming up to 10 grams per day mm. by 1996. Amateur. In, 90, <laughs> in 99. You know, like, Amateur, man, you're not doing enough. Don't want to do 10 times that much. Could have been one of his clients. Actually, that took place before Montana would have already been dead if he was a real character. Anyway, uh, he was arrested for driving on the influence in 99. Attempts at rehabilitation were unsuccessful. And he resorted to resolve his addiction via quitting cold turkey and exercise. Uh, and then in, also in 98, poor guy was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder. So, uh, you know, however, you know, he had obviously had some downturns in his career. Near the Obviously, the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, had some personal stuff. But, you know, he's back, in my opinion. Uh... JCVD was his big, uh, I'd say, you know, yeah, well, you know it, John Travolta got revitalized thanks to Tarantino. Other, other actors have, you know, older actors kind of got a boost in their career from, you know, Tarantino bringing them back. JCVD, like, is by far the best film he, in terms of best, not my favorite. We'll talk about my favorite ones next week, but... He's got a long way to go. If I mean, he's nowhere... Near oh, get, oh, he'll he'll never get back yeah, to where yeah. he was. I mean, that's just. Be, I mean, even Arnold isn't going to do that right now. I mean, Stallone's doing it because he's writing, directing, producing in terms of. Uh, and he started. He started the Expendables. So I mean, he's he's cashing in that. And of course, he revitalized Rocky and then Creed, of course. Uh, you know, so Stallone, I think, did have a pretty again, probably not the exact heights, not the commercial heights, but I'd say the critical heights are where Stallone has finally achieved, which he deserves. You know. Can't can't give him to him in the rhinestone era, but you know, recently, I mean, he's, he's his comeback has been a critical comeback and well deserved because I mean, directing, writing, and acting, especially in Creed, I'd say, you know, Schwarzenegger, Last Stand, Escape Plan with Stallone. I mean, he's back to his old tricks, which is fine with me because that's again we talked about last week when I see when I in the eighties and the nineties, even today I see a movie poster and it says Schwarzenegger in big letters at the top. Yeah. That's all I need to know. <laughs> I'm there. Van Damme, same thing. Stallone, same thing. Whatever it is, I'm going to go see it because that name is on the poster. So uh, in JCVD, he's playing himself? Yeah. It's Basically, just, he goes into a bank while it's getting uh, burglarized. There's that Amazon show, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Have you seen that? No, uh, I was talking to Ben uh, with the Asia Mania one because they reviewed that on one of their recent episodes and it was actually really good. I haven't got to watch it yet. I have a downloaded. Yeah, I've watched it. I haven't um, got to it. Now, it's just, as far as I know, it's just one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea why they didn't pick it up because I thought it was really good. Really? He plays himself again. Okay, good. I'm um, looking forward to watching it just having another time. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, uh, 
Arnold is not going to win an acting Oscar. He might win an honorary Oscar, which I'm sure he's fine with that. I mean, he's he knows he's not, you know. Right, right. Uh, he's not Morgan Freeman or, uh, he, uh, not Hugh Jackman. Uh, I'm trying to think who won this year. Uh, well, not, not no, he's he's better than Casey Affleck to me, you know. I mean, uh, Clint Eastwood or uh, Mel Gibson or uh, Tom Hanks. I'm trying to look. I was trying to find like a, a definitive about the honorary award. No, I'm talking about the actual best actors. Tom Hanks, Gary, oh, uh, okay. uh, you know that ilk, yeah, uh, and such, you know. But Stallone nominated for an Oscar for Creed. You know that that was arguably one of his best performances. I mean, I thought him and Balboa should have deserved that as well. His whole speech to his son in that. Shivers. I mean, fantastic. Fan- he has an Oscar though, doesn't he? From not for uh, acting, but like right, right, writing. For writing. Uh, well, he wrote Rocky, and that yeah. won Best Picture and everything. So, yeah. I mean, he does. Uh, he also has the most Razzies too. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of those shelves yeah. is heavier than the other. Uh, oh, he didn't get the writing. I thought he got for uh, Rocky. Oh, he didn't win. Oh, I thought oh, Best Picture, oh, Editing, and Director nominated for writing. Okay. He's been nominated multiple times. Yeah. Uh, you know, but anyway, Van Damme, I mean, if you haven't seen JCVD, like, Three in, times. in terms of acting, phenomenal performance in that film. I mean, it's it's sad, it's good, but it's, you know, it's like you're watching, I mean, honestly, it, the question in my mind is, was he acting? Because, I mean, at that point, it, it, nobody cared about him at that point. Then they make that film, and to come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. fantastic film, and, and you Seagal will never even go to the award ceremony again, probably. But uh, Van Damme, like it, he should have been nominated for something for that film. I think I don't know. What, I don't know what year it came out. I can't look at every film, film that came out and say, "Oh, he should have been instead of this person." Of course, we can do that through the magic of the internet. Sure. But if you want to, and he he has he is super talent. More talent doing these episodes and reading about him personally. I think Van Damme's way more talented than I ever gave him credit for. Uh, at least, uh, maybe not editing wise, because Bloodsport and uh, Cyborg. Yeah. You know, let's not get ahead of our and directing with the quest. But I mean, he can do a good performance. But JCVD was also the best possible fit for him to do a good job acting wise. So it makes sense that that was a good performance. Yeah, uh, two thousand eight, so eight years old. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Uh, again, I think that's his best film. It's not my favorite film that he's in, but we'll talk about those next week. But uh, Van Damme has been married five times to four different women. Oh, uh, he has sixty-six acting credits to his name, two in post, so he's working. I thought you were going to say kids. <laughs> sixty-six. I was like, what? Uh, he has ten writing credits and three directing and three editing. One of which is Bloodsport, the other of which is this one. Mm. Uh, directing wise, the biggest one was The Quest, which we're never going to talk about because let's just forget. Bloodsport 3 ever happened, mm. uh, as we talked about before. So, yeah, that kind of does it. Wraps it up for the JCVD talk this week. So we're going to go back to the future. Uh, me and Jesse both actually just finished what we talked about last week, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. I have nothing but good things to say about it. You did everything, pretty much, except a few... Except for the things I haven't discovered, like, you know, I could walk into a town and find a quest. Yeah. But, but everything in your log, except the, yeah. you just said the tutorial weapon stuff. Yeah, and, tutorial which, weapons and the uh, the hunter stuff, which, yeah. you know, I have nothing to prove to myself. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I heard the weapons that you get from that. I think I can't remember how I told you last week. When I, heard, I didn't look them up, but I heard, like, they're marginally better than, like, the purple there's, ones that you there's get. There's one that I would like. I, I don't even know it's from this, but uh, you just mentioned there's weapons from it. Um, there's a 
blaster version of the bomb sling. You know, that does the uh, the tear. Oh, okay. I would like that. Because I found the ammo be... for it. And I was like, what's a tear blaster? I don't know what this is. Huh. And so, yeah, I might go for that after I look it up. I haven't even looked it up. Well, they announced there's DLC coming, so yeah. it's definitely one I'd go back to. But uh, if you have a PS4, there's no reason you should not be playing this game. Right. In my opinion. Highest possible recommendation. Best game I've played so far this year. Yep. Uh, of course, Mass Effect comes out next week. We'll see. Because it's been getting... Not favorably looked upon so far, <laughs> thanks to its I, animations. I, I didn't even know it was coming out. Oh, I've been waiting so long. Mm. and I don't know what's next for me. I don't play a lot of video games, so that's probably why. Well, Usually it's slow this time of year, but like I was saying last week, I mean, just bam, bam, there's so much yeah. good stuff out right now uh, on every console. So there's plenty to keep you busy if you're a gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I got to watch the Assassin's Creed movie. What? How uh, did you get that opportunity? It's on digital, <laughs> if you know where to look for it. Right. Uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Still not good. It's a, uh, it's a passable film. Uh, 6.1, that's completely right. Completely predictable. Uh, the stunt, the, I did read, like, they really tried to avoid CG, except where they had to. So like, that gives it some credit, but... So he really did jump off the top of a church into yeah, a Michael Vosbender just yeah. <laughs> well supposedly that jump like the the actual person's real and did a jump of that distance and it was the highest jumps in like thirty five years in a film. Jeez. But then they CG'd it to where where they needed the jump to take place apparently. Yeah. So I mean great great stunt work all that stuff, but uh, the action just wasn't there. Like it it needed better action in my opinion. Mm. Uh, I mean if you played the games it's it's. It's passable for the story. Uh, Jeremy Irons is in it. I didn't realize he was in it until he showed up. It was like, Scar is in it. Awesome. <laughs> uh, there probably will be a sequel. Fossbender did great. I mean, I like Fossbender. He's a good actor. Marion Cotillard was in it. She's always gorgeous to look at. You know, so it really, there was nothing bad about it, really. There was also just nothing great. that stood out. Yeah. You know, so it, it's passable. As far as video games movie, movies go, it's better than most of them. Hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's better than Mortal Kombat or... I don't know what's another one. <laughs> it's better than Mario Brothers, and it's better than Prince of Persia. Uh, oh, it's not better than Street Fighter. How could I forget talking about JCVD? <laughs> it doesn't even come close to Street Fighter. It's better than Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Uh, it's one of the better ones, I'd say. Uh, yeah, know. I mean, there's not much Warcraft, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, Doom, with that sweet uh, FPS scene shot. at the yeah. end. I watched that again not too long ago. It's I th- honestly, do it's it's bad, but eh, it's you know it's right under like passable for that the time rock. frame. <laughs> Simplify, motherfucker. <laughs> I take it back. Now that I think about it, it's not passable at all. Fuck it, it's terrible. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? I was trying to be nice. No, no. <laughs> nah, the, yeah. no, there's not many. Well, Scott Pilgrim's. A, you know, it's not based on a game, yeah. but it has those video game aspects. Dead Wreck-It or Alive. Ralph. Nah. I can't it's believe pretty. that came back. Came out in 06. Wow. God, damn. And well, Resident Evil just came out too, you know? I mean, it's... Yeah. And I've heard nothing but bad things about it. I mean, it's just not... You know, we're getting... We're at a, we're at a point now where they... Uh, you know, we have a, a cinematic comic book universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new King Kong setting up a monsterverse again. Uh, the Tom Cruise mummy is setting up a you know, universal monsters type thing again, like back in the 30s and 40s, which is awesome. I hope it works. 
I love that. We need a video game, not that they should to be together, cohesive, but I right. mean, we need something. Somebody, Disney, buy the rights to a few of these games and movie rights at least and do something worthwhile. Because these games, a lot of these games have fantastic stories. But lost in translation, literally, lost in translation. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a way. I mean, some people have taken cutscenes from uh, video games and just cut their own movie together. Yeah, and... Like, I just discovered somebody cut together, uh, this is not video game related, but they took all the episodes of Breaking Bad and made it two and a half I hour saw that. Movie. I didn't obviously watch it because I've seen the episodes, yeah, yeah. but I mean... I'll probably watch it. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's awesome. I'll report back on that. But I mean, seriously, you could, uh, like, what's a, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I could play that game with a notepad next to me mm-hmm. and, you know, write a, you know, some dial, you know, actually take the script, or even just take the script of the game. With a black marker, nope, 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 yeah. nope. You know, play the game. Take, use the photo mode. There's my storyboards. All right, let's see. Trim it down. Okay, we got about a 120-page script. But somebody always wants to go away from it. Yeah, like, that, that, and to me... New. I'm like, don't do something new. Fans are looking for that. Zack Snyder's whole career is based upon basically doing that. Yeah. 300. I, 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 I'm not saying I'm psychic or anything, but I've always thought, like, why doesn't somebody, if you're adapting a comic... Take the comic and there's your storyboards. And that's what he did for 300. That's what Robert Rodriguez did for Sin City with Frank Miller himself helping direct, co-directing. That's what he did with Watchmen. Stayed very, you know, there were so many scenes directly from the comic, which I appreciated and I like Watchmen. I understand you have to change the ending for a movie because it has to fit within the constraints of a movie. Hmm. But I just, I just don't get it. It's, it's uh, honestly, it's like so many movies today overthink the plot line where they have to go, what did I just watch? There was some movie I just watched where I was like, I can't believe they overdid it this much for this film. Uh, I can't remember, and it probably won't come back to me on this episode. <laughs> It'll come back to me when I'm driving well, home. Right. <laughs> but that, that, that's a big, that's just a general problem. Like, here's your story, and then you overdo it. What did I just fucking watch? Jesus, that's bugging me so bad now. Uh, I, was I can't thinking, look that up. On the I, know, I know. I was like, this is, a, I was, this is a perfect example, and I can't think of what I just watched. How Like, too much. I'm going through all these videos. Actually, no. Movies. Honestly, no. It was Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Like, it, the story is simple. Why are you throwing all this shit in to pad it out? Right. No. Again, Paul Verhoeven, perfect analogy. The plot's a straight line. Here's your circles. Cut the circles off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's deleted scenes. Director's cut if you want to go that route. Whatever. Just blows my mind. But one day. Mm-hmm. One day we'll have a good... Uh, like, Mortal Kombat, yeah, it's the best, but it, that movie doesn't hold up. I still yeah. love it to death. It's still awesome. I get, you know, hearing Mortal Kombat. Those were $200 sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> still love watching it, but I, it, God, the effects are so terrible today. Street Fighter, never will ever, will ever, will ever get old. JCVD versus Raw Julia. Fuck yeah. <laughs> now and forever. Always. Yeah. Oh, but man, I would like. bad ratings on that. It does. But I mean, but here, Street Fighter does the same thing. Making it to where he's taking hostages and all that. No. Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, came out before that movie. And if they just made that live action, it would have been phenomenal. It would have been amazing. If you haven't seen Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, you need to watch it. Because it's amazing. And if that mm. would have been the live action movie, with that cast even, I'd accept it. <laughs> There's a uh, movie missing from this. Um, Assassin's Creed isn't listed on this. Oh, it's funny. The very one we were talking about. But Failed, yeah, Google. They all have pretty terrible uh, ratings. Now, something stuck out here. I was clicking on all these things. Um, 
Tekken has a 4.8 IMDb, but a 92% Rotten Tomatoes. That's weird. Could have been like one guy submitted his review. <laughs> one person. I'll give it a 92. Yeah. Or one person gave it a one, and one person, one, that would be 50%. Never mind. My math is bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, if you want to count it, uh, the uh, Kingsglaive right. for uh, Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. I loved it. Of course, I was playing. Is that the, on this list? I don't see it. I mean, I think it was. I don't know if it released theatrically, at least here. Maybe it did in other places. Probably did in Japan. But as a CG video game movie, Kingsglaive was awesome. A little slow to start, but I mean, I loved it. Like I was like, this is way better than Spirits Within, <laughs> which really shouldn't have been called Final Fantasy. It should have just been called The Spirits Within. And yeah, had nothing to do with Final Fantasy by the same studio that brought you. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, you know, this is their CG movie. Like, yeah, but. Maybe the name will get people to watch it. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, haven't seen Beauty and the Beast yet. Not braving those crowds for opening weekend. So, uh, but... Disney's got a, some weird ways of marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> odd. Go on the internet if you want to figure that one yeah. out. <laughs> Genius, I guess. I mean, it's all masterminded to... But again, I just yeah. like, why are they making these live-action adaptations and changing practically nothing to me? Jungle Book was We're just dipping phenomenal. back into the... The the account uh, the uh, vault and there's still money there. I mean, Alice in Wonderland did some different stuff, way different actually. So yeah. I can't really fault that one. But I mean, Cinderella and I mean, Beauty and the Beast. Just like I have the Blu-ray of the original. Yeah. Still, still phenomenal for an animated movie. You know, nominated for Best Picture, one of the first one in years when it was came out. And I look at this trailer and just like, okay, first of all, I'm not on the Emma Watson bandwagon. Like, all I've seen her in is. Harry Potter. Harry Potter and that brief cameo in This is the End or whatever, where she stole their beer or whatever. <laughs> Forgot about that. Which was still, you know, I mean, that's just throwaway. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, you know I'm, I'm not a fan of hers. Yeah. You know, so it's not like... That's just so they can say, Hermione. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that, they're, they, they're, again, the genius of Disney in all aspects. Right. Why is she in that movie? Because she's going to... Yeah. I was snapping, but like, cash money. Right, right. You know, just like that's... And again, that's why ScarJo is in Ghost in the Shell, because... Money, money, money. She's going to get that money. She's going to get the butts in the seats. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's all I've recently wa- I watched. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about what I watched, I, uh, for the first time since I watched it with my father, I watched Dirt, the original Dirty Harry, which uh, still holds up, still. Clint Eastwood just such a badass. Mm. I, wish, I wish one day I could be half as cool as Clint Eastwood, <laughs> as cool as his fucking pinky. Uh, of course, that Dirty Harry is a product of its time, but I mean, it's still such a it's such a good movie. If you haven't seen the original Dirty Harry, and I didn't know this, Jesse, I knew there was like one or two sequels. There's five sequels to Dirty Jeez. Harry. Uh, excuse me, four sequels, five total. Which I knew Magnum Force was, and then the one in the '80s, which we'll cover on the podcast, where he actually, you know, the line "Go ahead, make my day," which I think is sudden impact. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize there were that many with the characters. So now. I acquired them, and I'm going to go through the Dirty Harry franchise, so expect the two 80s ones to show up on the podcast soon. <laughs> then also, uh, did you ever see Split? Did you see Split no, yet? No, I haven't. Okay, well, uh, because we watched Split, uh, we watched, rewatched Unbreakable because we were going through the M. Night movies, and I was like, I don't remember that one. I'm like, it's his best. You need to watch it. Mm. So yeah, we rewatched, I rewatched Unbreakable last night, and she saw it for the first full time. Uh, God, that movie's so good. I personally think it's his best movie, uh, directing-wise and everything. And, like, people sh- – we talked about this when we talked about Split. I mean, people shit on Shyamalan Ding Dong all the mm. time. And, yeah, I mean, no director – I mean, well, I'm sure there, I can find one that made something where every film's fantastic. Give me – let me get back to you on that. But 
I mean, Shlamalan, Shlamalan, I mean, M. M Knight, excuse me, as I like to call him, uh, still, I mean, his track record, you know, it was a weak spot in there. There's, you know, there were a couple, I'd say, but in my opinion, he's, he's, he was, go watch Unbreakable, he hadn't seen it since it came out. Such a fantastic film. And when I, when I watched The Sixth Sense, I called the ending halfway through it, like, oh, he's dead. Sorry, spoiler, if you haven't seen Sixth Sense. I haven't seen it. But when I watched Unbreakable, you know, and kind of knowing there was a twist, I the first time I watched it, it went over my head in terms of like keeping up with them laying out the plot three times previously in the film, because I was so taken in by the directing, the score, the acting, every the dialogue, everything in Unbreakable is so good. And I was watching it again re, last night, actually, just like God, like this this is such a good. This is probably arguably there'd be a case to say it's the best superhero film ever made. Let me, let me rephrase that. The best if superheroes were real films. Realistic superhero right, film. Right, right, right. You know, because... It, it was a great origin story. Yeah. Like, it could have went Fan. from there. And, I mean, because I went in... I didn't know what it was about when, when I first time I watched it. Like, oh, he's in a train wreck and he, he's unhurt. Mm-hmm. Then you watch it. The first thing that pops up, comic books are bought every day in the United States. Like, what is this movie about? <laughs> the first time I saw it, like... This is a fucking superhero movie. <laughs> this is fantastic. And I totally forgot Robin Wright Penn was in it. And she looks damn good with dark hair. Mm. So used to her being a blonde, obviously. Yeah. I mean, she's still pretty regardless, but I completely forgot she was in it. She's not Penn anymore, is she? She's not what? She's not Penn anymore. Right. Yeah. She was. <laughs> right. W-R-I-G-H-T. <laughs> yeah, right. Get it? Oh, God. It was so funny. But anyway. Is next, she Lady uh, in the Water? Yes. I actually like that movie. I haven't seen it yet. I think it's fantastic. I understand why people don't like it, but... That supposedly started the bad movies. I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. It's different. It's a fairy tale. And there's a scene in there was like, that's just, it made, it, I, it, that made me tear up. To me, the weak, the weak point came in after Lady in the Water with the happening. What? Last, no. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and then uh, after, oh God, After Earth was so last bad. Last Airbender and After Earth. Yeah, I mean, three so, in a yeah, row. It was... Uh, if you go by that, it was, yeah, 08 to, uh, and to 13. haven't seen The Visit, but I heard, like, it wasn't terrible. And then Split, badass. If you haven't seen it, go see it before it gets spoiled for you. Uh, and, he, like, he also produced a rote devil, which I like devil, because you're, like, trying to figure out who the devil is the whole time. And if you figured it out before the end, let me know and tell me why. Tell me how you figured it out. Actually, I remember the trailer for that. I just haven't seen it. It was on Netflix. It's worth watching. I think it's, it's a good film. Hmm. It's, you know, six, seven people are stuck in an elevator. One of them's the devil. Yeah. Simple premise. One locate. Well, two locations, but it works. I like going I like into it. it knowing that. I was like, mm-hmm. and watched the whole thing. Like, okay, is it her? is it him? Is it her? Yeah. Maybe it's no. Oh, it's that dude. Oh no, it's the. Oh fuck! What's happening? They're all in the devil's head. <laughs> the devil. It's as he's falling to earth. Yeah. <laughs> from being cast out, he has a vision of the future. Or something. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, so that's it for M Night Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, seriously, uh, haven't seen a break in a while. Check it out. It holds up. And go see Split if you haven't as well. And any of his stuff except The Happening, uh, After Earth, and <laughs> Last Airbender. I mean, I've, I've seen every one of his films except The Visit and those three. Now, the, ha- the first part of The Happening, until it gets to the plant part, we're like, oh, crazy. Oh, I think it's the plants. <laughs> Immediate drop off. Because all the stuff. I went to a theater for that. <laughs> I did too. And like the whole time, like this, no, it's not plant. I'm watching, like it's not plants. They're just they're trying to make it seem stupid, but something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. No, I never did. 
<laughs> Nothing happened in the happening. <laughs> but I will say, like, they, they sh- never should have given any sort of explanation for any of it. If you take out the whole crap with the plants and you get a better lead actor, it could have been a, just a creepy story. There's no reason. It's the happening. It happened. We can't explain it. Uh, but all the scenes of the people killing themselves, I thought were fantastic. Yeah. And creepy. Like when the dude creepy. looks up and the people are just fall, walking off the building, like that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. The dude lays under the lawn, lawnmower. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I can't, I, is it a bad movie? Yeah, but there's a lot of good in it, in my opinion. But the whole plant thing, I recut it. I can't get beyond that. <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> you know, they, the, the grass is blowing. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm talking to a plant. You know, so, but anyway, oh, uh, but next week, the finale, the end of our damn good month here on 80s Revisited as we talk about Van Damme's last film of the 80s, Bloodsport 2, a.k.a. Kickboxer. Mm. So join us back here for then. And until then, I remain, wait, uh, making sure I didn't miss anything. We Plug, did a split plugging count. other people's stuff. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, just double check. Splint count we did. Jesse, did you gave a score. Yeah, you, you agree with my yeah. score. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, Sorry. Almost forgot. Ben's listening. For like, oh, you forgot my email. No, just remembered it. Thanks to Jesse. Ben uh, made sure to watch Cyborg before we recorded. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was poop emojis. <laughs> so uh, I'll make this short and not sweet. This was the first time I've seen Cyborg, and I absolutely hated it. Agree. No, disres- <laughs> no disagreeing there. The music was poor. The action was boring. When there actually was some action, the whole thing felt like a sci-fi channel TV movie ripoff of Mad Max 2. Can't disagree with one- anything you said, Ben. Uh, the only thing I liked was the robotic effects because they look really unsettling in a twisted, uncanny valley kind of way. Nope. Cyborg is on... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that looked awful. She it doesn't look like the same person. Well, it did look creepy, though. I'll give it that. Like I know, but at least make of... the woman look right. <laughs> Not with that budget. <laughs> it was like a paper mache head or something. Well, also, I mean, it reminded me of the scene in Robocop where they take off his helmet. Yeah. And they do that one shot of behind-the-head fake Peter Weller. Yeah. But then, for Hoenn's a good director... He knows yeah. it looks like shit, right. so he shows it from a distance in profile and then switches to the real makeup oh, man. later. Uh, freaking awful. Subwork is on Daily Motion, 720p <laughs> in two parts. If anyone is curious enough to watch it, but I think we can all agree, if you haven't seen it, don't. Go watch. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so creepy. And Her dis- fucking face. It's, it's, uh, Good. it's not the same face. That's, the, that's my biggest problem. That is not the same as... Well, again, a good director would hide that. This, sure. like, let me dwell on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like a uh, good job with the uh, picture. You, like, we were supposed to record a few days ago, and Jesse's like, oh, I work too late. If I have to record, I'm going to look like this. And he sent a picture <laughs> yeah. of that. I was like, I understand completely. Your image is... Oh, picture, it's worth a thousand words. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in Australia, they all, or Tasmania, I should say, they also call costume parties fancy dress parties there, too. So talk later, gents. Appreciate it, costumes. Ben. God, get, get, get ahead of the times. Get out of the uh, 1800s. Like, you know, be like America. We're so ahead of things. It's a costume party. No, God, we're the laughing stock of the rest of the world. Literally. Yeah, here in America. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking effect. Let me dissolve into the moon because I'm yeah. a good director. <laughs> yeah. Because that scene deserves a dissolve into the moon. <laughs> Honestly, still better than that dissolve in action to Jackson from. Roasting a guy with a flamethrower, asking him how they like their ribs to some ribs being grilled on a oh, come on. On thing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, send us an email. Let us know what you think of this disaster piece at 80srevisited at gmail.com, uh, on Facebook at Awesome Pods, on Twitter at 80srevisited. Uh, what else? 
awesomepods.com, all that stuff. And of course, shout outs to our good friends near and far. Now versus Nostalgia, John and James and Lafayette. There should be have. <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, excuse me. The last new episode's coming out soon. I talked to John not too long ago. He's in the process of moving. And of course, in Tasmania, as mentioned before, our good friend Ben Wyatt with the Asia Mania podcast. And like I was getting at earlier, we'll be back next week for the finale of Van Dam Month with Kickboxer right here on 80s Revisited. And until then, I am Trey Harris. Jazzy Sedgley. Cowabunga. This show and more on Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods. 